0: This is a headgum podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time, the Babysitter's Club. Tanner, you and I were talking earlier. Uh huh. And I think we both agreed that this was the greatest. I didn't club agree. Book I didn't agree I didn't ever agree. we
1: didn't record it baby nation Jack recorded it but I didn't I forgot to hit record but it was only about three minutes of discussion so it's not like you missed out on much but Jack decided that this was the greatest babysitter's club book ever written and I disagreed history sir will prove yeah. you wrong no. It I'm wasn't serious. Funny. Is, it wasn't funny. It I was, told you this before. It's like no. I, had, I had a moment where I wrote down Lorange's moment, and then th- like three paragraphs later, I wrote down, oh, never mind. This isn't a Lurangis book. It's not good enough. It wasn't I wrote there. down, the Thack is back. Thack is, having... back is good. I like Thack is back. I like that she's accumulating branding. And I'm I'm I like a... Nola Thacker. Frankly, I'm having a Thack attack right now. Also good. Nola Thacker is a national treasure. Nola, hey Jack. You know what I think about this book? Um, Nola onorola. Okay, (laughs) gooder.
0: I ain't your Nola Thack girl. That's good.
1: (laughs) I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I I like Nola, and I don't. And I'm she's no Jana. She's no Jana and Malcolm. And I let's we're neither of us are Jana and Malcolm fans. And I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to imply that Nola is jenna and malcolm sort of bad because she's not she's great and i love her i love her writing especially for some kind of sentient dog which i think is what we agreed she is yeah it comes up again in this book but she's no sweet pete and she's no Anne.
0: she was amazing this is this is i i honestly think this is my favorite babysitter's club book it's a Christie book God, uh, you're a maniac you're a maniac baby nation you're gonna be as disappointed i think in tanner as i am today when you learn the plot of this novel it is so full of excitement it was an exciting book i enjoyed it it's just no it's not sweet pete this is a true fucking story earlier today my wife and i were sitting in our living room quietly looking at our computers and i audibly gasped and she thought that something terrible had happened and like ran over
1: yeah something terrible did happen
0: and i was like Completely at a loss for words for a while, and she's like, "Get it out! Come! What is it? What is it?" And then I was just like,
1: "Christy and some girls are." No, it's behind. Bleep them. that! Bleep that! That's spoilers. <laughs> bleep everything you just said. We'll get to it. This—they're gonna—you're—you just blew our entire episode. Don't say anything. Hold it. <laughs> this
0: book is a tour de force. I have it's never good. seen anything like what happened in this book. Happened to the BSC.
1: I would have really loved to have seen what Sweet Pete could have done with this material, but it's good. Maybe—I'm not actually not sure Sweet Pete could handle serious material. He's too much of a comedian, you know? Sweet Pete can
0: handle serious material. He, he I'm not going to malign Sweet Pete in my attempt to put Nola Thacker on a pedestal where I believe she belongs. But Nola—if you think about the B-plot of this book, which is very much a comic turn from clowns Claudia and Stacy. Yeah. That shit is fucking hilarious. Nola shows real versatility in this in this text. It's an incredibly powerful and moving and suspenseful story of a woman going off the rails and embracing darkness. And yet on the other hand, we've got these amazing commedia dell'arte characters. Right. Being hilarious and 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 farcical
1: it's shakespearean the whole thing is fucking shakespearean it is shakespearean you got rosencrantz and Guildenstern here in the b-plot like yeah b-bopping around trying to teach children softball just like uh, rosencrantz and Guildenstern did yeah before we get too far in jack yeah you want to introduce the um, show no 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 not at all i, I sure do <gasps> happy <laughs> birthday, birthday to, to you Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Anna Martin. And Tanner's mom. And Tanner's mom and a couple of our listeners. And a number of baby
0: bees, at least
1: three so far. Right. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. God, really hard uh, singing <laughs> together over Skype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are recording this episode on August 12th. It's Anne's birthday. It's Anne's birthday.
0: The soul skinner herself. Happy birthday, Anne. This day in 1958, a star was born.
1: Yep. There was a new star in the sky. In the, in the heart of a hurricane. A million bats shuddered as one mm-hmm. and there was one bat uh, far away on a starship who felt as though a million bat lives had been extinguished at once <laughs> is it O oh bat one kenobi yeah it's oh bat one kenobat <laughs> okay
0: good <laughs> i felt that narrative kind of really falling away from both of us but i'm glad we were somehow still on the same page yep yeah, happy birthday, Anne. Happy birthday to the soul skinner, Anne. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mom. Wait, are you saying are you calling Anne Mom or are you saying Nope, sorry. Happy, happy birthday, happy to birthday your mom.
1: Dawn Putney. Mm-hmm. My mom. And happy birthday, Mom. I mean, yep. Anne. Anne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jenny. <laughs> baby B Jenny. Happy birthday. <laughs> baby B Jenny. And many other baby bees. And many other people around the world. Yeah, but mostly Anne. Mostly Anne. the soul skinner. Happy birthday, Pete, or did Uh, we... We don't know. Sweet Pete? What if?
0: (laughs) What if? (laughs) Oh, you know what we didn't do is introduce the show.
1: You do that while I look this up.
0: Okay, fine. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Club.
1: Thank you for giving me a husky voice. Club. (laughs) A podcast in which
0: I, Jack Shepard...
1: No specific date given, just July 1953. Do you think it was worth it? Yes. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club Club,
0: Club, Uh, a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard,
1: and I, Tanner Greenring,
0: talk about the classics, talk about the classic novels, talk about the classics, talk about the classics, uh,
1: literature. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. (laughs) No, never mind. Um, This week we're talking about Ovid's Heroides. Okay. This week we are talking about the poems of Catullus. Racy stuff. We
1: are talking about a book written by Anne Matthews Martin. First, I was thinking this week we could talk about Nola the M. Thacker Odes of Horace. Oh, I'll talk about the Odes of Horace. Hell yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Horace Mm. leads the not the Space Wolves. The other one. The Fuck, now I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, he leads a band of Space Marines again no. in a strike against the, the Eldars.
0: No, I don't and think so. And then in the
1: process becomes kind of corrupted by the forces of chaos while kind of transversing the Immaterium and, tr- like, tr- betrays the um, Warhammer. See, I don't. Can I
0: stop you for a second? Because yeah. I don't think. I haven't read a biography of Horus, but I don't think any of that stuff. Is in there? He does. He shows up in accounts by the historian Suetonius, but none of that stuff about marines or anything. He's he's most famous for his odes um, and his satires.
1: Now, are we sure? Um,
0: yeah, um, he writes mostly in hexameter, sort of Greek hexameters. Though he's a Roman poet. He's he lived during the time of Augustus.
1: You're. I think you're mistaken here. I don't think so. Weirdly, he we're sh- talking about Horace Lupercal. Oh, no. No, Is no, no. Right? We're talking... The, um, he was the... Um, no. He ran the... He, he was the Astertes of the Luna Wolves Legion. No. The Space Marine. He was a Primarch created no. by the, uh, the Empire no. of Mankind. And he... he um,
0: We're talking about Quintus Horatius. He was one
1: of the very first Primarchs in the Imperium of Man, sort of at their inception.
0: Yeah, no. I we're not talking about that Horace. We're talking about Quintus right. Horatius Flaccus, who was he was a Roman responsible for unleashing poet. the
1: horrific uh, seven year long civil no, war known as the Horace Heresy. Absolutely not. No, in the thirty first millennium. I don't. Are we talking look, about the same Horace? It's no, weird. And, I don't think that there would be more than one person named Horace. Hey,
0: I, you were the one who said you wanted to do a podcast about the classics, and I, I said, think no, that, I
1: said I would do a podcast about Horace.
0: <laughs> it sounds to me like you wanted to do a podcast about the classics you specifically said roman I, poetry
1: the classic novels in the black <laughs> legion cycle do you want to do lucretius Novelizations of the warhammer 40k universe no absolutely not the horace heres let me see if there's a primark in the warhammer 40k universe called lucretius we can do de
0: rerum natura by C- lucretius it's pretty. It gets a little boring, but it's a pretty fascinating cosmology, and there's some really beautiful writing in it.
1: Hey, good news, bud. What? Do you, do you want to talk about Lucretius? I'm happy to talk about Lucretius.
0: Yeah. Um, so De Rerum Natura. I like. I've I've read it uh, in in English. I haven't read it in Latin. It's. I mean, it's fascinating because it's a cosmology, and it's sort of like it's in many ways takes a lot of the trappings of an epic poem. But it is also a scientific work in a lot of ways. It's an exploration of the natural world and the world around us, and it's a, it's a creation myth. Can I uh, read you
1: my favorite Lucretius quote? Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. The existence of the alien is a problem with but one solution. Extermination. When mankind is alone in the cosmos, only then will we have achieved our destiny. That's from the first chapter Master of the Nova Marines. Oh, I don't
0: I don't know that
1: one. What should do you we, mean? It's I, the they were the Loyalist Space Marine chapter and the second founding successors of the Ultramarines Ultra Legion headed up, by, like, headed up by headed up by Lucretius Corvo. I don't want to make Lucretius this
0: Corvo too bureaucratic of a podcast. Um I feel like we should kind of make our own rules together as we go along, but I would like to say, if we're going to talk about the poems of Lucretius, we should confine our initial remarks to De Rerum Natura. Not
1: quite sure. Is that in the in the Codex Astartes? uh,
0: No, I don't think so. Is that it's like one of the medieval manuscripts?
1: How about instead of talking Astartes? (laughs)
0: How about instead of talking about the classics, we talk about the classic works of? Today's Princess, birthday um, princess girl,
1: Anna Martin, birthday girl.
0: Princess of the Prince of Towns, Annabelle Matthews Martin. Right. Primarch of Princeton. Primarch of Princeton. <laughs> composer composer of De Rerum Natura, the great Roman epic poem. <laughs> Often attributed falsely to Titus Lucretius Charis.
1: Yep. Ultramarine and oh. <laughs> Legion leader of the Dark Suns and Angels of Fury. Soul Skinner, <laughs> Sanctified,
0: <laughs> Stormwalker, um, and author of The Sitter's Cycle. I think
1: that having done that now, the introductions, I think and that you and I have more common ground than we ever imagined, given that the Warhammer 40K. Yeah. mythology clearly borrows from classics quite a bit <laughs> there's a real
0: overlap yeah. between first century bc roman poets and warhammer 40k generals i think there, there's a lot but, to yep. explore oh sorry i don't mean to sound like a casual right. uh, this week baby nation we read a book called christy and the copycat and it, uh, look we talked about this i thought it was fucking incredible good and i'd love book. to get into it it was so good it was a thrill ride not a, a great roller coaster.
1: Not, not the greatest book the greatest Good. book. Good.
0: I think it's I think it's one of the greats. I think it's a, one of the classics. The goodest book. Um Tanner's dropped something, so I'm gonna take this opportunity to begin describing this book.
1: No, you don't wanna goof around for a little bit first? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just talked about Warhammer forty K for fucking ten minutes. <laughs>
1: Well, you talked about classic fucking Roman poetry, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that could have gone. That was like a potentially very, very dangerous sequence because we were both genuinely engaged, just not necessarily with each other. That could have gone on forever. Um, Hey, listen, what about if we describe the book? Okay. That was easy. Um, I was thinking I would describe the book and then you could describe the book and then we could fucking talk about it because so much happens. Whatever, man. Whatever you want to do. Okay, fine. I'm going to begin by
1: describing... You're the boss, baby. (laughs) All right. How about I begin
0: by describing this novel? Yep. You ready?
1: I suppose. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to begin now.
0: Kristen Thomas is a Little League coach, a baby care professional, and a mentor to her devoted younger sister, Karen. And when her small community is rocked by devastating news of vandalism, arson, and an innocent victim on the brink of death, Kristen reacts with the same shock and outrage as everyone else. Why wouldn't she? But Kristen Thomas, entrepreneur, family woman, model citizen, knows something about the crimes that no one else does. Because Kristen Thomas was there when it happened. Because Kristen Thomas, philanthropist... Leader, role model, was involved in the crimes. And Kristen Thomas will stop at nothing to keep that fact from getting out. Because the idea of Kristen Thomas, vandal, arsonist, murderer, is one that she's very anxious to keep secret. Christy and the copycat. Tanner, may I ask you a question? Yep. Is that you who's writing <laughs> on our Skype call the words ass, ass, ass over your face while I was reading that? Or is that a glitch in the app? It's
1: weird. It seems like it should do it over your face. <laughs> I don't Not really to get why it does it over my face. <laughs>
0: I think I do. <laughs> huh. So I take it you didn't pay any attention to what I said. uh
1: uh-uh, uh not a word. Okay, great.
0: Well, why don't you describe the bo- the novel for the baby nation in that case, Tanner?
1: Describe the bobble.
0: <laughs> Let's not dwell on every fucking Just slip under of the, the fucking tongue.
1: Under the water's <laughs> surface, I could see it shining. I reached down into the crisp water and retrieved it.
0: Do we have to? It was Do we have so to dwell beautiful. on every t- tiny slip to of the me, tongue? This
1: beautiful bobble.
0: Classic. That's gonna be a cla- That's a catchphrase. We'll put it on T-shirts.
1: You dwell on the bobble. Yeah, great. That's, I mean, it is kind of a big part of our mo here.
0: <laughs> Look, how about I put sixty seconds on this big bad clock that I have here, and you describe this fucking. Fa- you know what? You know what? I'll give you. I'm gonna give you an extra thirty seconds today. Don't need it. I'm going to put 90 seconds on this big bad clock.
1: Okay, we're going to sit in silence for about 30 <laughs> seconds then. If
0: that's what if that's what needs to happen, we're going to do it. I'm going to put 90 seconds on this big bad clock cuz this The Greatest Babysitter's Club book ever written deserves a little bit extra attention. Nola Thacker must have spent a little more time on this one, and I'd like for you to do so as well. All right, you ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's writing he's written ass <laughs> ass ass. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it that you wrote ass and you thought it was so funny <laughs> yeah. well um i'm gonna put 60 seconds on this big bad clock and then i'm gonna put another 30 seconds on this big bad clock and you're gonna describe this book are you ready sir 90 seconds begin now
1: okay uh christy is uh, the coach of the little league team christy's crushers she's become bored with coaching she wants to get back into baseball playing she tries out for sms softball team makes the team she needs someone to cover for her while she's uh, do playing softball. Put in Coach Claudia and Coach Stacy. What a couple of wacky, uh, bumbling dingleberries those two are. They don't know anything about sports. Uh, Christy uh, gets initiated into the SMS softball team, and she has to do a, uh, a dare, and the dare that is assigned to her and the four other kids who are, make the team is to spray paint the uh, equipment shed, the equipment shed, uh, and then the Mean Girls uh Try to get them to smoke cigarettes. Later that night, the equipment shed burns down, and an old man who tries to put it out is critically injured. Uh, Christy feels a lot of guilt, but she's pressured into not admitting that it was her. Meanwhile, Claudia and Stacy are bumbling over there teaching the kids, but they're learning a lot about love and life and baseball. That's sixty uh, seconds. You got thirty more seconds, my friend. Aren't you glad of it? Eventually, it comes out that some teens uh, burn down the thing and. Christie's off the hook, and she doesn't have to worry about it at all. Wow. You, you forgot to mention that it burned down, how it burned down. I said all that.
0: Did I you? I said it burned down. It burned down. It makes national news. No, it makes, okay, sure. It makes and national news. Everyone in Stony Brook is talking about it. The shed burned down. A man, a local Samaritan, yeah. rushes he, in I said to this, put out I said the fire.
1: This. You're making it seem like I skipped all this, but I said this.
0: He's in critical condition. Right. Christy has a crisis of conscience. Yeah. The softball team does not rally behind her. What are you It's hard to talk to you. What are you looking at your phone? What are you looking at? You want to tell you want to tell the baby nation what was it?
1: I was painting my nail.
0: Excuse me? You're what?
1: I was, I was painting my nail.
0: You're painting your nail.
1: Jamie has a number of nail polishes on the desk here and I was painting my nail, my thumbnail. Do you see how shiny it is?
0: Yeah, it's was, not even paint. That's like I was it's... painting
1: it with this top coat.
0: Do you are you sorry? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's talk about this fucking incredible
1: book, Christy. The girls smoke cigarettes, Tanner. They no, smoke C- cigarettes. Christy doesn't smoke. You're you're fucking fake newsing right now. <laughs> you're trying. You're click baiting. You're trying to get Baby Nation to like believe that Christy Thomas is is. Smoking cigarettes, and that's just not the case. She states very specifically, smoking is for losers and athletes do not smoke. I agree with Christy, by the way. I think smoking is dumb and for duds, and I think anyone who smokes is dumb.
0: Uh, unless unless you're a listener to this show who enjoys smoking cigarettes sometimes, and uh, sorry to alienate you from our podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry to alienate you. I
1: don't care if you smoke, Baby Nation. That was mostly just a dig at Jack. Because he smokes. I don't. I fucking yes, literally do. don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> I haven't smoked in fifteen you smoke? years. That's not true. I've watched you smoke. You're a crime boy. <laughs> You're as bad as these kids. <laughs> You're always encouraging me to do crimes, and you're always smoking.
0: <laughs> Here's That's so inaccurate and unfair and character assassination. I so don't. I so don't smoke, Baby Nation. You I, admitted on
1: th- this show that you and your punk friends used to sneak off into the woods to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, when I was Christie's age, I smoked like a fucking chimney. What a naughty boy.
0: <laughs> Here's the moment at which I audibly gasped in this novel. This is
1: after Christy. Can you delete all this stuff about smoking? I don't want to alienate any Baby Nation.
0: Baby Nation, if you smoke, all the power to you. you Great, know? yeah. Baby Nation, uh, this is a just a, a quick PSA. Please, please smoke cigarettes. Baby Nation, please
1: smoke. Just smoke cigarettes. Get him if away you're, from Jack. I'm if you're, <laughs> looking out for my friend's life. <laughs> Okay. The more you smoke, the fewer he has access to. <laughs> I don't smoke. I haven't smoked since I was Christie's age. Listen,
0: <laughs> actually, that's not true. I smoked into my twenties, but I don't smoke now. Here is the moment in this book when I audibly gasped. This is after Christie Thomas, Christie, Christie Thomas has vandalized a school shed with spray paint with her her like weird named friends, Dillis and Corrine. And Taylee. Tolly. Sorry if that's your name. God, if there's like, if there's someone called Dillis, Tanner's put on lipstick now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it would come through. Yeah, it night.
0: fucking comes through, dude. You want me to take a fucking picture? No. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This is probably kill the call, but all right. <laughs> Tanner's put on lipstick, baby nation. I want to read this passage about the most exciting moment in this novel, mm. which is the most exciting novel I've ever read. Okay? hmm Christy Thomas, our Christy Thomas, fucking vandalizes a shed. Yep. She's she vandalizes a school shed. She gets. She sneaks out at night and vandalizes a school shed. Yep. When when they're done with their crimes, when they're finished with their crimes of the night. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here, I said. Yeah, said Dillis. Wait, gasped Tonya. She sagged to the ground near the shed. Tonya. Be-
1: <laughs> Tonya's a name.
0: Can we not... Can we not dwell on every verbal miscue, Tanner?
1: I just feel like you, you started this conversation saying they all have weird names, but they all have s- fairly normal names.
0: Okay, Dillis.
1: Dillis Filler? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you got that exactly
0: wrong. <laughs> Wait, gasped Tonya. She sagged to the ground near the shed and began rooting around in her sling bag, and Bea dropped down beside her. B? It's B. <laughs> and B dropped down beside her. Mission accomplished. B giggled and reached in her pocket. I suddenly realized that both B and Tonya were taking out cigarettes. Come on, said Tonya. Have a cigarette to celebrate. God, I
1: wish you would say Tonya. <laughs> I, I'm like committed to it now. <laughs> I know it's Tonya. <laughs> okay, but they're Tonya, fucking. Tonya and Bea. They're, Tanner, they're smoking, they're in bad girls.
0: But has this ever happened before in the BSC? I guess there were girls who smoked cigarettes. Remember the Babysitter Society?
1: Yeah, the Babysitter Society. They smoke cigarettes. On
0: jobs. No no babysitter of ours has ever faced a moral test as serious as this one. There is no turning back from this.
1: Christy is a criminal. The stakes have never been higher
0: in these novels.
1: Can I admit something to you? I just don't I don't want you to be the only one out there dangling on a branch here. Like you are a smoker. I'm not a smoker. It's a sin. I'm, it's bad. <laughs> it makes you look bad. But I don't want you to to go through this alone, Jack. So I will admit that for a brief time, about a 2-week period, mm-hmm. when I was a freshman in college, yeah, I was a vandal. Oh yeah? You want to talk about it? Sure. Okay. Um Boulder, Colorado uh was plagued very briefly by, um, the chemistry boys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. We were like a tagging crew. It was me and my friend Eli. Uh-huh. We decided that we would be, um, taggers and that each of us, our call sign would be, uh, pe- uh an element from the periodical table of elements. <laughs> um. Wait, did you think it was
0: cool or did you think it was
1: funny? Cool as hell, man. <laughs> And he, I can't remember what Eli was. It was like oxygen or something, or maybe neon. And Eli. I was Rutherfordium, <laughs> number 104. Uh-huh. And I made a stencil of uh, a man's face with a mustache. And uh, if, you were, if you were living in Boulder, Colorado in the early aughts, and you saw a stencil, spray paint stencil of a man with a mustache all over town, that was your boy, Rutherfordium. Wow. I sprayed it um, in two places. The sidewalk outside of Eli's house and um, on a, an electrical box uh, outside of Eli's house. Man, that's real hardcore. Yeah.
0: Um, as you and Baby Nation know, when I was Christy's age, I was suspended and almost expelled for tagging my entire school. And then, like a fucking genius, I was like, I'm going to take this worldwide and was immediately arrested for tagging the, the outside world.
1: Right, I was trying to give you an out here. I was trying to make it seem like you're not the only criminal on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so now you're a you're a d- vandal and a smoker.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm basically wow.
1: a Dillis filler over here. Did you drink before you were 21 years old? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bad boys I'm not over sure here. We can be friends anymore. Really.
0: <laughs> but that's that's nothing compared with what. Kristen Amanda Thomas got involved in this week. She and her friends Dallas and Tonya and B were involved in a crime. Yep, wherein
1: a man was critically injured after critically a massive a man. arson. A man saw them commit vandalism, underage smoking, and implied eventual arson. Yep, and they dealt with him. Yeah, they critically injured him. They put him in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so Look, let's a- add. Assault and battery to the list too. Wow, <laughs> Christy, Kristen, Amanda, Thomas. What are you
0: doing? Right, right. And meanwhile, you're like the fucking Christy's Crushers have a massive big game up against Bart's Bashers coming up, and you're leaving them in the hands of like ineffectual clowns, Claudia and Stacy. Uh, Nola and Ann really buried the lead on the title of this book. Oh my God, did they ever? <laughs> Okay, baby nation. There is a B plot, and I didn't even raz Tanner for not C getting to the B plot. It's
1: a C. They named the book after a C plot, and the title character Christy just like barely interacts with the C plot at all. And Can yet, I... it's the title of this book. Can you put five seconds
0: on the Big Bad plot? Can you big put Big
1: Bad plop? Yep.
0: <laughs> I d- let's not dwell
1: on every verbal miscue, you son of a bitch, <laughs> baby nation. <laughs> we record this podcast usually at uh, eight nine o'clock at night. Today, it's a Saturday and we're recording at six o'clock, and Jack is just like plopping all over the place. I don't just don't understand it. It's earlier than usual. You're soberer than usual. And yet,
0: no, I've been doing a lot of underage drinking today. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you put five seconds on the big bad clock and I will describe the C plot after which this novel is named? Okay. On your market set, go.
1: Christy's sister, Karen, is copying her because she wants to be a grown-up. She's copying every 13-year-old girl. She interacts with a lot of 13-year-old girls in this book, but she wants to be a 13-year-old girl. End of C-plot. Mm-hmm. This is this book should not
0: be called Christy and the Copycat. It, it should, should be, be called, called Christy and... and the
1: Decline Towards Depravity. Yep, Christy and the Great Decline. Right. Um, but, no, it's about Christy being... Co- and, the, and the copy art that Swallow has captured so perfectly here... Also, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh -uh. if heaven and hell decide to converge on Stony Book, and you don't depict a scene from the page of the book, if there's no one beside you and your soul involved, I'll swallow you into the dark. dark. Perfect. And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down. Uh, uh, and that's that loving sound. Um, that theme song you just heard was from Baby B. Karis, who sent that to us. The first part that was like the Death Cap song, not the second part where I sang Sublime. Uh,
0: thank you, Baby B. Karis. That was awesome. And Baby Bees, who. Are musically talented, which neither tanner nor I are please keep sending in uh, your beautiful musical creations uh, that's awesome why did why did why did you sing the song huh why did you sing that song? It's a segment we do we talking oh about- sorry baby nation
1: it's a segment I'll let Jack introduce it.
0: Uh, This is a segment where we talk about Babysitter's Club, Art Director, Hodges Swallow, and the fucking crazy shit that he got up to this week.
1: Yeah, so each week, Baby Nation, Hodges Swallow paints, oil paints these covers. And sometimes he will depict a scene that is not in the text. Mm -hmm. This week is one of those weeks. It's text adjacent. Yep. But it is not in the text of this book. The scene on the cover of Babysitter's Club number 74, Christy and the Copycat, is Christy Thomas mm-hmm. holding a clipboard. She's in a Christie's Crusher's uniform. She's clearly in some kind of baseball diamond. Yep. She's glancing over her shoulder at- Angrily. Angrily, mm-hmm. suspiciously, at Karen Brewer, who's miming. She's got like a little um, memo pad, and she's also writing- and imitating Christie's stance, mm-hmm. which Karen uh, Brewer is the titular copycat, as discussed. Mm-hmm. She's she's copying every thirteen-year-old girl she knows, um, including Christie, very briefly for one chapter. But this never happened. I've got a note. Can I tell you a note yeah. on this on this thing?
0: I'm looking at it. I don't know if you did. You capture what's written on the T-shirt. Christie's Crushers. Think about this. I was about to take issue with Hodges Swallow, but he's s- such a fucking brilliant, like as crazy as as he is, as as off the fucking hinges as this man is. If you look closely at the two shirts, Christie, her shirt says Christie's Crushers with two K's. Crushers right. is spelt with a K. Right. Karen's shirt, as we know from Babysitters Club, number twenty, I think. Christie in the Walking Disaster, right? Karen spells it with a C. That right. is that's canon. Yeah, that's canon. But Hodges had to reach deep into his knowledge
1: hoard yeah, to I pull guess. that out. That's a, I just want to give credit where credit's due. I'm not going to give Hodges credit for doing his fucking job. Okay, by reading the Karen character Bible. <laughs> because what he's done here is depict a scene that didn't take place in this book. That's true. but it's it's weird in some ways that he's
0: so true to the origins of these characters. That he included, you can't even, like, Karen is, like, obscuring most of the word crushers, but you can make out that there's a C there. That's such detail. And yet, he missed a a much more important detail, which is that this never happens.
1: Right, this never happens. This
0: has never happened.
1: Christy resigns from as coach of the crushers in the early chapters of this book to focus on her own softball career. Yeah. And And hanging out with underage smokers. Right, and doing vandalism. Yeah. And arson and assault by fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> assault by fire is awesome. Um. <laughs> um, and she hands the reins to Claudia Kishi and Stacey McGill. Right, and that's who Karen copycats. Who, d- who do have a similar interaction to Karen, right. as uh, Hodges depicts here in this cover. But this never happened. Let's see. Um we should probably reveal at this stage that it turns
0: out that the the arson which Christie thought occurred due to the unextinguished cigarettes of the underage smokers and mixed in, with the in fumes combination
1: of sh- spray paint
0: with her discarded spray paint can right right and which caused uh, a near death in Stony Brook uh, of right. a good Samaritan who tried to put out the fire uh right was later revealed to be the work of uh miscreants
1: from the school teen un- boys unaffiliated with right. Chris. They wanted to um th- I wanna read the story of these teen boys. Yeah. Because their plot for burning down the equipment shed Yeah. Was that they wanted to light fire to it, run off yeah. and then come back and put out the fire and look like and heroes. Be hailed as heroes. Yeah. Um, um, but it got out of control, and they ended up burning an old man. So Christy is kind of off the hook here. But I do feel like
0: in a similar way to uh, Stacey and the cheerleaders, the Pandora's box in this series has been opened. The wider world is impinging. The cheerleaders, like, is the first time we see in a real way – like the rest of the middle school reacting to the babysitter's club, like the, right. these external forces. And like once that box is open, it's going to be hard to close. It's like the microscope has been pulled out a little bit on the BSC, and the consequences of that wider world impinging are just incalculable. Like Christie is is pulled into a criminal underworld here right? Um, of spray painting, of, of – of underage smoking of arson of just associated with the worst crimes. I just find that terrifying in terms of the overall arc of this cycle, especially given that we know that it ends in fire.
1: Right? Yes. It's like the absolutely. door has
0: been opened to fire, right? It, there, there has been a turn in the last couple of books and this book really signals it where it's like, it's a, this a isn't Promethean just turn. a Promethean
1: turn. Now we have fire. Turn. Yes. We have access to fire now. Yeah. The- Before the world was dim. Right. But now we have fire and we've immediately started using it to, A, light cigarettes. Right. Before we didn't know what cigarettes were. Right. We knew what they were, but we didn't know what to do with them. Right. We've got tobacco. We've got it in paper. Right. There's a filter. I don't know what to do. Do we eat this? Yeah. are eating them. Yeah. Getting a little bit of a buzz. Yeah. But now we've got fire and it's like, what if we light fire to it? Yeah. Bad. That works. Now we're right. underage smokers. And it's like, oh, fire's cool. What if we light fire to other things, like a shed, like a shed, a shelter? And then you're like, whoa, this is beautiful. Yeah, look at it go. Yeah. And then you realize, what if we light fire to a man man. man runs into the fire? Yeah. It's like, oh no, fire harms. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. But
0: now we're addicted to it.
1: Fire harms. Yeah. We can use this. We can harness this power. Yeah. Scary. Scary and. I was reminded in this context,
0: uh, as I was looking up dirt on Nola Thacker, that I think somebody pointed this out to us. I think a baby bee pointed this out to us, but if not, it's staring you in the face if you look up Nola Thacker. Nola Thacker writes most of her novels under a pseudonym, D.E. Athkins. Athkins? Athkins. D.E. Athkins, or tanner deathkins
1: kin to death
0: kin to death or little death little deathkins kin to death is scarier that's more, yeah. let's, let's go with kin to death let's
1: stick with kin to death
0: this is this is the introduction of of death into this beautiful world this is the beginning of the end this
1: is the fire i think this is the fire as long as the kin of death is here yeah the fire will spread
0: so I you know whatever this book ends with Chrissy being in some ways not exonerated from her crime but like you come to understand what she did and why she did it right um a little frightening it feels like we're moving into a new phase here nope Tanner's sending me oh he's sending me a omg skype emoji (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause right now and, and go get another beer And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly-dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company. Better help, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self checkout at the grocery store, so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Visit BetterHelp.com Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows.
1: I love Christie books because we get a lot of classic characters. Yeah. Kind of coming back. I think because of the Crushers specifically. We see Karen a lot. We see Jackie a lot. Matt Braddock. Matt Braddock was in the mix, she, and you know what? Props to Nola, yeah, for not Finally. just falling back on the pikes. No, she doesn't. Yeah, this is a lazy thing. The pikes thing are that a crutch. Of, a lot of
0: ghostwriters have been doing lately is like, oh, I'll just throw the Pike kids in. It's like, yeah, we get it, Jonna and Malcolm, and like Sweet you know Pete who Mallory's brothers and sisters. Yeah, even Sweet Pete does this. Pete, I'm sorry to put you on blast here,
1: but Nola brings in some of the the Wrecking Crew. The Thack is back, baby. Thack is back. I just had a Thack Nola's on Snell. a rolla. Woo! Yeah.
0: Yeah. She brought in some some great, great characters and t- in f- some new characters. These fucking these softball girls: B, Tanya, Dillis, Marsha, Tally, Kareen, and Coach Woo. What's happening? What's
1: I was happening? trying to come up with more good Nola puns. Nola, <laughs> rolla, f- fola <laughs> ain't no. Nola Thack, girl. Yeah, that was mine, and it was
0: fucking awesome. I ain't no Nola Thack girl. I yeah, ain't want to no bring Nola in the midi? Thack. Yeah, can you
1: bring in the midi for that? Uh, uh, producers in the booth, can you uh, can you turn up the midi? Yeah, now. Few
0: times I've been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that. Cause I ain't no Nola Thack girl. I ain't, I ain't no, no Nola Thack, Thack girl. girl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Send that to Nola.
1: Uh, Baby Nation, if anyone of you knows Nola, go Nola, ahead and ship that off to her.
0: Nola this week, who um, uh, we have a, a lot of reason to suspect that Nola Thacker either is a dog <laughs> or or has a, a more than normal human affinity with dogs. For dogs. With, with dogs. She speaks their language. Yeah. Uh, but she there's a brief a brief moment early on. Uh, where she's describing Shannon Kilborn and and in a way that I think might only happen if you were a dog or had recently been a dog, uh, gets confused. Another important member of Shannon's household is Astrid. Astrid is a Bernese Mountain dog, and she's especially important because she is the mother of our Bernese Mountain puppy, Shannon, who is named after Shannon. Shannon gave the puppy to us when our old collie, Louie, died. We still miss Louie, but Shannon, the puppy, is a great dog. So is Shannon. Uh, a great person, I mean.
1: Nola just, like, she's, like, writing... She's got this, like, cork board with, like <laughs> yeah. the wipes up. Yeah. And it's, like, dog relationships. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and But, like, in a way that most people wouldn't have to, has to label them as to whether they're a person or a dog. Right. Because in her mind, there's a
1: real blurring of those boundaries. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she likes both equally. Yeah. Yeah. She'll yeah. take Shannon the dog or Shannon the human. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Can we talk about the weird visions Claudia keeps having? Yeah. Well, so it happens twice. Claudia keeps having these visions. She mm-hmm. keeps being struck by these visions. Yeah. Um, And it mostly happens when she's coaching. Shouldn't one of them have called for the ball asked buddy barrett called for the ball asked claudia she had a mystified vision of a fielder calling for the ball and the ball coming like a dog yeah but she saw several heads nodding and realized that it couldn't have worked that way <laughs> and then like two pages later she has another vision yeah uh what's the batting order asked buddy batting order claudia suddenly had a vision of herself hands on hips saying to a player, I order you to take that bat and hit a home run. <laughs> I, so I captured ex-
0: both of those passages exactly, but I captured them under my section, Claudia and Stacy, baseball clowns. <laughs> baseball clowns. <laughs> but now that you mention it, I didn't capture the specific language. Both of those are
1: visions. Yeah, she's having some kind of prophetic vision. <laughs> Nola describes them Explicitly as visions, mystified visions. Of like a dystopian baseball world. Or she's having, yeah, or of like an alternate universe, I think. A neighboring universe. Oh, wow. This is maybe like a new power that Claudia has. Well, and it would explain
0: a couple of things. One, why Christy suddenly has turned if we're dealing with an alternate universe. Right. Um, And two this weird power that is described for Shannon Kilborn did you catch this no when christy decides that she's going to go and confess to these crimes of vandalism and arson and proximity to underage smoking and and um assault and 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 assault by fire right and all of the other babysitters – she tells the other babysitters she's going to do it and in solidarity. And this is another thing that Nola Thack girl, does that I fucking love. Uh, she um, – this is another – it's a book about the babysitters coming together to fucking meet a crisis. They don't argue. They don't fight. They meet an external crisis together, and they are equal to the task. I love that. All of the babysitters say, we're with you, Christy, and not only are we with you, but we're going to get up early. We're going to come to school early and stand by. In solidarity, while you report your crimes and misdemeanors to the principal, Shannon responds. And even though I can't be there, I will be there in my
1: thoughts. Uh, uh, Shannon has unlocked some kind of power as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that that's some like deep military, like psionic I think this
1: training. Is, um, the f- the a, a portal opened up, and the fire came in, but the door didn't close. And right. with the fire right. came all of these abilities. Claudia's vision, They're- Shannon's ability to um, telepathically project herself. Right. Um, Any, he, I, I, guess, like Stacy has access to new languages, alien languages. Right. What? What? Uh, remind me of the passage. Stacy was studying her clipboard thoughtfully, where she'd written notes from a basic book of softball, and trying to figure out why she had written the word "fungo" in the margin. When Claudia poked her in the ribs. So Stacey has... has, right. She's written notes down, and one of the notes she captured in the margins... Is fungo. Fungo. Which is not a word in any human language. No, it's this sort of alien
0: dialect. Right. It's not a word in any human dialect. And this is something that I would say, and I don't want to criticize uh, Nola Thacker at all, uh, because I think this is a masterpiece. No, I I think it's a perfect book. And I, I love dogs. But... She's burying this a little bit too deep in this novel. Like, I feel like the fact that Stacy is getting communications of secret languages and writing them down uh, in a book about baseball is maybe more interesting and more important than
1: the amount of kind of a throwaway time
0: line. that Nola has given to it. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Nola is just, like, seeding the ground here, you know? I think she's, like, saying, like, these girls have access to new abilities now. Well, did you see the ep- And it came with the coming of fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is it. A portal is
0: opened. A page has turned on the sitter's cycle, Baby Nation. And the something that has been coming for a long time, I think, has arrived, and it's fire. We always knew it was going to be fire. Right? We thought it was going to be dolls. We thought it was going to be ghosts. We thought it was going to be witches. We thought it was going to be demons. All of those things were but portents. It was always going to be fire. We knew it. We knew it from the beginning. My name is Tanner Greenring. I think, Tanner, that we should briefly discuss whether or not Mm -hmm. Uh you or I had Mm a- (gasps)
1: What do you think? I had one. It hit me. You want me to tell you mine? No, because your mine's gonna be way worse than yours. I think so I want I want to end strong. Okay. Claudia was opening the gear bag and pulling out balls and gloves for people to do some throwing drills. Mm -hmm. Stacy motioned towards one end of the field. Walk this way, she said. Behind her, Claudia immediately began to goof, doing a crazy duck walk. The rest of the team fell in. By the time they reached the outfield, everyone was stifling hysterical laughter, and when Claudia looked back, they couldn't hold it in any longer. Stacy put her hands on her hips and shook her head. Then she started laughing, too.
0: That's your bird of the wink?
1: Yeah. That Stacy laughed at Claudia's duck walk? She's laughing in solidarity. No, so Stace, Stacey Stacy is being a button up coach and she walks out to the outfield and she's like, follow, walk this way, she says, right? Mm-hmm. And then Claudia mocks her way of walking oh, I didn't catch by doing that. an exaggerated duck walk. That's right. That's good stuff. Stacy says, Walk this way. Right. And Claudia's like, Oh, do you mean this way? And does like a duck walk. That's good stuff. Implying that Stacy walks like a duck. Right, right. Walk like a duck. If it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. Burn of the week. Burn of the week.
0: <laughs> my uh, my burn of the week. <laughs> Baby Nation, This is a burn light week. My burn of the week was a uh, also a Claudia and Stacy baseball clowns moment. Uh huh. Why don't you all sit down? Asked Claudia quickly. Why? Asked Claire Pike. So we can talk about what we're going to do. Uh, that's after practice," said Karen, consulting her clipboard. "Today is before practice," said Claudia firmly. "Everybody sit down." Everybody sat. They waited. Claudia said, "Welcome to Crushers practice. Today we're going to um to practice um softball." Supplied Stacy. <laughs> right," said Claudia. Linny Papadakis raised his hand and said, Is this going to take long? <laughs> <laughs> good one, Linny. <laughs> Look at Linny. And again, Nola Thacker with the obscure characters. Linny Papadakis. It's not even Hanny.
1: No, no, we it's a Karen book. We'd expect Hanny, yeah. but it's Linny, brother yeah. to Hanny Papadakis. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, Linny. Baseball clowns. Baseball clowns.
0: Claudia Stacey, baseball clowns, I would read that spin off. Uh, yeah, did you see what they were dressed
1: up as? Yeah, it's it's fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. It's this? <gasps> is this?
0: Closet.
1: Closet. Closet. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's it's bananas. It's. And like, of course, Karen like dresses like them as well. Yeah, because she's in copycat mode. Yeah,
0: should, should I just read the passage? Like, it's sure. It's a brilliant evocation of what. Claudia and Stacy would do to try to look like baseball people. Right. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Claudia and Stacy had conferred the night before and had dressed up for the occasion. Claudia was wearing a red satin baseball cap, purple sweatpants that were cut off just below the knees, purple high tops with neon pink laces, red and white striped socks, and a red and pink tie-dyed crop top shirt. Stacy was in black bicycle shorts with neon yellow racing stripes down the sides, a pair of Nikes with matching neon yellow swooshes on the side, but ordinary white laces, an enormous white V-neck, t-shirt a black jog bra and a brooklyn dodgers baseball cap turned around backwards they were both using old gloves
1: yeah well and then like stacy has a whistle but claudia has like an ocarina claudia had this funky clay whistle shaped like a bird on a leather thong around her (laughs) neck that she made in art class
0: i love that they were like we're baseball coaches now, and instead of being like, "We need should wear sweatpants and like an old T shirt," they're like, right. but we've got to dress the part. We must dress like baseball people."
1: Like, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're out there looking like maniacs. And Claudia's like, "Let's hit the outfield."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, solid. Yeah, um, they they were killing it this week. I would definitely read a spinoff series called. Babysitter's Club Baseball Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than the California Diaries, which I was looking up earlier yeah. because Nola Thacker helped pen a number of them. Yeah. Apparently, they're about adult themes. What? What? Yeah, they're about like, like underage drinking smoking? smoking and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I think the, the California Diaries are like this book, but like the series. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. I like literally almost
0: fainted. When Christy was offered a cigarette behind the shed that she vandalized.
1: I think it means that Scholastic was impressed with this book. They liked they it. They saw what Nola could do with adult themes. Wow. And they said, we want that. We want more of that. I, I wish they had seen what Nola could do with baseball clowns and said, I want more of that. <laughs> yeah. But instead, they saw what she could do with underage smoking and underage crime and wow. said, let's do a spinoff. Damn.
0: Hey, I was thinking, maybe, oh, you know what? I was going to say, let's get the fuck out of here,
1: but I got to talk to you about ghosts real fast. Okay.
0: The ghosts are back, dude.
1: Well, I think every faction is going to have to put up one last fight against the purging flame.
0: Oh, you think they're going to all have to come together and fight against the fire that threatens all life in Stony Brook? I think so. Well, Ben Brewer is back and like we got some, we got some fucking intel on Ben Brewer that I don't think we had before. So Ben Brewer is the ghost of Watson's great-grandfather. Right. He lives on the third floor of Watson's mansion. Um, And Chrissy is talking about it. She says, Karen believes it, and she can be pretty convincing. Ben really does have his own room, too. A bedroom with all his old stuff in it, including his rocking chair. And sometimes Karen has even me believing that Ben Brewer's chair is still rocking a little when we visit his room. I didn't realize that Watson, who I had always thought of room. as like a sane dude with a good head on his shoulders, practical man, right. keeps a third floor, a, like a wing of his mansion that's right. off limits to everyone else, that's in pristine condition with everything exactly the way his grandfather, his beloved grandfather, Ben Brewer, had it with his... his Beloved rocking chair, in exactly right. the space where he used to sit and smoke his pipe. Nothing changed. Nothing touched.
1: Right, and then there, at the window, yeah, of old Ben Brewer's bedroom, is a uh, wheelchair, and in that wheelchair sits old Ben Brewer himself. Right, <clears throat> uh, the skeletal remains looking out over the the world. Yeah, that's and every every night, Watson Brewer. Goes up to old Ben Brewer's house, yeah, and opens up the trunk and pulls out a bunch of old Ben Brewer's clothes, puts them on, and goes down to the motel that they run, yeah, and murders. People? Waits for the young women to in the staying in the hotel to take a shower. And goes in and stabs them to death and steals the money that they've embezzled from their company out of the trunk of their car before driving their car into a swamp. Wow, did you just invent all of that just now? It's just the storyline. It just it just popped into my head. Wow. That's amazing. Right. Um,
0: that's like Hitchcockian, almost. little bit. Almost. you just personally invented.
1: Right, almost. Because it's a little scary, and yeah. I guess Hitchcock did kind of horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. The birds. The birds. Um window yep and many others strangers on a train yeah. yeah the list goes on and on
0: right um hey tanner let's get the fuck out of here let's get the
1: fuck out of here
0: baby nation i've been tanner green no, ring. dude no dude you make it go longer when you just launch into that baby nation i've been tanner green ring. no just wait
1: baby nation this i'd let you introduce it though yeah it's my show my show <laughs> i'm tanner green ring <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. Baby Nation. This- look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. I'm Tanner Greenring. <laughs>
0: look, listen. This week, Baby Nation, we read a book that was called Christine the Copycat. Next week, Baby Nation. Ain't no copycat, girl. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reading a book that's called Jesse's Horrible Prank. Baby Nation, um, I love you and I kiss you and I love and kiss it. When you write us a nice review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast because it helps us move up in the rankings and helps our podcast get noticed. And I really, 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 really appreciate it. And I love reading your reviews.
1: Yep, I love it and I kiss it when you share this podcast with someone that you love and you kiss Yep, or just think would appreciate it. Baby Nation, please remember to let daddy
0: love you as much as I do. I, this week, have been Jack Shepard. I...
1: I'm Tanner (laughs) Greenroom. Oh, come on! Ain't no Nola Thack girl (laughs) this week. Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you
0: would think the boys had just been invented. Uh, an interesting point, but uh, rather childish, I think.
1: <laughs> rather babyish, wouldn't you say? <laughs> a little babyish. Thank you for your babyish point. If I can pivot <laughs> off that for a moment. <laughs> the bouquet on this wine is uh, robust, but somewhat babyish. Somewhat babyish. Yeah. <laughs> Good.
0: That was a headgum podcast.